What are we talking about today? Ooh. Mmm. 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 It's time to get spicy. You got some stuff? First of all, let's uh, apologize for the audio quality of the episode last time. Um, we had um, <laughs> technical difficulties. We? We had? We, we, we are a royal we. We, we. What is it? You ri- We rise together. We, we, uh, or is it like a bad boys kind of thing? It's like bad <laughs> yeah. boys for life. Ride or die together. Um, yeah. So the elections are coming through. And uh, by elections, I mean voting and uh, counts and uh, states are called. And it looks like Joe Biden might pull this out. I mean, let's just be objective. It, it looks like Biden has won this. Does it, though? It, it, it does to me. CNN instills a lot of doubt. I'm looking at it, and it's still 253 <laughs> it's called, to 213. It's called reality TV at this point. Uh, I think they want you to keep watching. Uh, that, that's why no one's just uh, declared it objectively that Biden will win and has moved on to other news because they know that <laughs> the longer you drag this out, the more people will continue to watch your program 24-7. Well, the AP called Arizona like two days ago. Yeah, I know. And, and CNN still hasn't done it. But when they do break it down, like when you think about the, the Pennsylvania thing, and they're like, yeah, there's still like 600,000 votes to go. Uh, there's only 200,000 vote difference between the two candidates. Mm-hmm. The outstanding votes are from Democratic counties, which are all mail-in ballots, which... Right lean 70% towards Biden so okay. far. Okay. So it's like, yeah, so Pennsylvania is going to go blue. Is that the assumption? Is that like, I don't know. Does it matter at this point? Because uh, if, 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 if um, Trump loses, <laughs> I, I, I literally almost said Bush because that's how, that's how we all feel. It's like, are we repeating 2016 or are we repeating 2000? And in either case, in the modern era, maybe it's time to relook at the way we do this whole thing because we will most assuredly be right back here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, if, if Trump loses Georgia, uh, then Biden gains that. But then, you know, uh, Trump loses Pennsylvania. I mean, isn't that a wash? I mean, um, what are the electoral votes, the electoral college votes for those two states? Aren't they similar? Yeah, but he doesn't. He needs to win. Like that's the yeah. Thing. That, that's my point. Is that Trump. no matter how you're shaking this out, whether you're trading the states back and forth, I think Biden still gets to two seventy. He's getting Nevada, which is crazy, and I, I'm pretty sure that he will hold on to it. So yeah, well, that's what I mean. Six is like, over. That is an assumption that he'll hold on to it. Yeah. Also, well, that brings me to, to another so. thing. I really don't like how all the news stations are saying like. Uh, the task now is for these candidates to do this or that. It's always an action, and it really bothers me because there is no action at this point. Their actions are done. It's all up to the votes. To the the action should be done. The fact that people are outside protesting the polling stations, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? But they, they're making no one is counting like votes. The, that the, is the route that the route that Biden or Trump have to go. Is this like there is no route they ha- like? I don't well, know. They're talking just, about their legal. Their legal. Um, recourse oh, what they well, can then do i guess yeah if they're talking about where they're where they're gonna basically subverting lawsuits. democracy that that's really what when people are talking about they're like uh, well your way to subvert the democracy is is x y and z through the court system that's really well the whole stop counting votes here keep counting votes there depending well, that's on where i'm winning and losing is just because comedic. well that's because yeah that's because the trump administration manages to uh hold on to their uh, almost yeah, their idiocracy even in defeat. They are they still have no clear strategy. There are things Trump probably could be doing that would be effective uh, in terms of turning over. Like, I, the I'm recount, right? Yeah, no one is talking. Recount. 
No one is talking about recounts at all. And I'm, I'm just shocked. I'm shocked because I thought that would be the first thing people would be yelling about. Instead, everyone's on this stop counting the votes nonsense. Like, what, what, how does that help anybody? Like some really fanatical supporters out there yelling to stop counting votes. I, it doesn't make sense. So if you stop counting votes in Arizona, who wins? Joe Biden. I know someone pointed that out. Like if you stopped counting votes today, Biden would win. Most of them, if you stop <laughs> counting, it means Trump has lost the election. So again, the ineptitude of his administration and the supporters. And I don't, yeah, I don't give a, I don't give a crap about <laughs> offending Trump people at this point. Because honestly, look, you got to demand better. If you want to win something, George Bush set a fantastic precedent on how you, on how you contest an election and turn it in your favor. If you want to play with the big boys, you need to come up with something a little better than this because right now you are getting Trump members working in the States. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. First of all, Trump should have gotten, instead of putting his family in his own administration, he should have gotten them some, some legislative jobs within a couple of these key States. Uh, give, uh, give Trump Jr. Uh, some sort of uh, counselorship in Michigan. So anything at this point would have been more helpful than the, uh, than the, the tried and true oligarchic approach that they've, uh, uh, they brought to the table with just a straight up um, uh, whatever crookery or whatever the hell we want to call it at this point. It doesn't matter because the Trump administration is about to be a footnote in history. You heard it here first. By first, I mean, by the time this goes off, I, I, you might have heard it everywhere. Meaning I picked a side. <laughs> it's like a 50-50 split with the country, which is honestly the, I, and, and I think everyone said this, so, uh, you know, it's not original for me to have this thought, but the sad thing is, is how divided it is. And when you think about what each of these candidates represent, it's disheartening to think that so many people believe a certain way. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. policies aside, there's mm-hmm. just a certain level of character and behavior that is, has through its support been deemed okay. Like, yeah, and I, and actually, I'm not even on the side that wants to bring decency back. I don't I don't really give a crap about decency. I, I want good policy, policy that helps people and and doesn't help corporations. That's all I care about at the end of the day. So, you know, the decency yeah, I thing. I, I, I don't see why you know you can have a good green agenda and not mock disabled people. Like I don't <laughs> see why we can't have both. You know, I was thinking back to it. I was like, you know what we, you know what you could think about in throughout human history, the people who have had the most charisma and education um, and, and that sort of decorum, like when you talk about like that, that almost like chivalric mindset, uh, were, were more often than not, they were royalty, right? And yet, and yet you still have the French Revolution. You know, that's, that's, it's an interesting thing. I mean, you could, if you'll indulge me here, you know, when we think back on uh, if we, what is it? Was it George the Third who was during the Revolutionary War uh, that lost the the colonies? Uh, We're not talking about like presentation skills. We're talking about human decency, not to mock people <laughs> with disabilities. Like I can't even get past that. I could name a bunch of other things, yeah, but I don't yeah. need to. Yeah. He mocked a guy with a disability on national television uh, yeah, as if that, that matters. But just like period, you mocked a disabled person. Um, that's not you know being refined or a polished politician. That's decency. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. I don't mean Obama's oration skills versus, you know, anyone else's. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about decency. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, okay. and, I, and I do think that that matters because it does influence, set a standard for everyone. Impressionable minds where you have mm-hmm. one-off anomalies, it'll do heinous things, mm-hmm. or just a general sense of culture that if it's reaffirmed, 
day after day, year after year, it becomes the norm. And okay. it, it does matter for me. At I, least. I think you're, I think you're built a successful case. I, look, I'm not gonna, I, I'm still gonna hold to, <laughs> I don't really care, but uh, it, it, yeah, I'm sure it helps, um, it helps you grease palms and, uh, and get your, uh, your agenda through if you're, if you're not just this uncouth ruffian that, uh, you know, uh, this isn't King you're Ralph. basically a bull in a like China shop. Like, that's what you're talking about. You're like, I don't want a president that's a bull in a China shop. And I'm like, all right, fine. Uh, no, it's, it's not, uh, it's not just, King Ralph. If you've ever seen that, um, no, uh, you know, it's a nineties movie, maybe late eighties. Okay. Um, okay. who's the, who's the guy, um, who, he was in Roseanne. He was in Big Lebowski. I'm just blanking on his name. Uh, he was married. He was married to Roseanne. No, yeah, he wasn't. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It's the guy who was married to Roseanne, or the guy who played. Not Tom Arnold. Harry. Not Tom Arnold. Okay, the right. Guy, so you're talking about John Goodman. John Goodman, right? He was King Ralph. He was uh, inherited the throne in England. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm going to say this like typical American, stereotypical American, okay. obnoxious and. Oh, so he was an American unrefined. that gets brought and, over and, to the UK and he gets because he's, over. I, and he, I'm starting to remember this plot. He's and, like, and, and his heart is in the right place, but he knows nothing about etiquette or, right. or culture over there. Right, that right. is not what I'm talking about. I'm not, you know, we're talking about a guy who doesn't have any of the etiquette, any of the, of the decency, and also his policies are hurtful. So it's right. just, this is a different animal entirely. Gotcha. Right. There's no... What are, the redeeming quality is he helps out some people's 401k when only 28% of the population has one. Um, and I'm just scratching uh, or, or grasping at straws for what actually are the good policies that he's putting through that are so unique to him. Who he has put, about? who are we talking about? Trump, Trump. He has put through things that are like what? He's signed executive orders. Yeah, for, I know. Have you seen them? For, We've well, seen, I, I, I can look them up, but there's so, everything but there's, Obama put through well, no, he, executive orders. That's but it's almost it. like he repealed them because they're Obama's. But then he yeah, has put things through Indictive. that are good, but I doubt they were his. They were just things that weren't unique to him, I would say, that any president would have signed them through, uh, would have signed, put them through. Well, but I, I always hear the argument. I always hear the get back. Yeah, I don't know. And yeah. I can look some up. Uh, and they are, they're out there, they're, they're out there, but because they've been brought to my attention, but I'll always hear these things about policies, policies that only Trump could do, which is the justification for, for supporting him. And I'll always hear about this, but then when I ask what policies, I'll ask, you know, my middle class, my white middle class network of people, what are these policies? They can't ever really pinpoint them. And that's kind of my thing with all of this is what are you Wait, talking about the policies that we want or the policies that, that like, yeah, just Republican go back. Like, are, po- Republican policies, right? What well, are, it's, it's just tax breaks because they're too afraid to actually legislate anything. We don't get, we didn't get tax breaks. Get I got less tax. I got less. Well, it, it wasn't for you, it, but that's what I mean. No, but that's us. my, but that's my point is that I, the justification for him do to that, overlook, though. to overlook his missteps in common decency uh, they point to, they point to policy, and right. yeah, I want to know that. what that policy that. is. What give me some? Oh, well, I think it's the. I think it's the. It's stock the, market it's isn't the, outperforming the, Obama. Jobs aren't outperforming Obama in the sense that he just didn't mess up what was already put into motion. It depends on who you talk to with that, but yes, we, he, I'm looking at the White House data. They're, yeah, they're yeah, on no, the White House charts. Yeah, this is Obama's. This is Obama's stock market. But, 
you know what? I don't want to sound too partisan because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because again, you know, I don't believe, I believe that the average human being, the average person in this country should be divested from the stock market to begin with. They should have nothing. They should only indulge in it if they so choose and they want to try Poor to indicator, like you always said, yes, jobs and, and the market indicator. Exactly. are not a great, are not the only indicators it's, of prosperity no, it's a, because it's not a, the whole population is taking like most people it doesn't mean you're having the wage you need to support exactly, yourself exactly. and not everyone is invested in the stock that's market. correct exactly not everyone right? has a so, 401k so not everyone's riding on the market of the population that's right so i'm like the fact that the media sticks to how well the stock market is going is just i think a complete disservice to the average uh citizen of this country but i i think is i don't even want to dwell on the politics at this point because you, you know this is what i said to someone else that was talking to me about it i was like you know what at this point I'm just, it's, it's a wait and see mode. We've all voted. They're going to do the counts. It's going to shake out however it shakes out. We, it is completely out of our hands at this point. There is nothing that can be done. All the people who took to the streets in 2016 after Hillary completely got destroyed, Trump still reigned for four years. It, it's over right now. We just got to wait. Whoever comes out, comes out. If it's Biden and the man's got a Republican Senate and a Democratic Congress, I'm like, good luck to everyone because it's going to be four more years of incredible frustration. And, uh, which, and wow, I don't they, know they, they, they hold on to that. That's crazy. It's not crazy. It said it's undemocratic as it is, it doesn't reflect the people. So, you know, that's to be expected. Of course, it's going to be a check. That's what it's designed to do is to just be a check on the will of the people. So the Congress goes blue. You could make progressive legislation if you so chose to. But the Senate goes red in order to check that. And then the president is just sitting there doing executive orders that, that are just going to be undone as soon as uh, whoever takes over from him, if it's the opposition opposing party. We should talk about how close this would have been to your dream, which is <laughs> giving you, had they tied, Congress votes in the president. And the Senate, as the check votes in the well, VP, be, and you, you'd have gotten your, your bipartisan what, ticket. You'd have gotten about what the dream is. The dream, <laughs> <laughs> the dream needs to be a little more legitimate than this. Would live uh, on for another four years. So the dream is, one way or another, the country being represented at the end of the election and represented in the executive branch, because right now we have the winner-take-all situation. And from what I understand back in the day, uh, the runner-up, would be VP. And therefore, you have the majority of the country represented in the executive branch, which feels kind of nice. Um, so yeah, in the situation that you're saying, we would have gotten to this point, but it's through all of these, you know, all the Congress, the House and the Senate voting. Gotta start somewhere. That's how I vote. Um, like, you get a taste of it. If this had happened, you get a I'm little not a big, taste. I'm not big into, into Pence you, and, you and his ideology. And people are like, but, huh. I like this. I like this role. I like this. This, you know, the Republican people it. feel a little more empowered. They're like, all right, at least the VP is in our quarter. Democrats are like, well, we got the president. People are like, ah, oh, I, maybe, I agree. Maybe we should come back into this role. Maybe this is something we can look into. You know, you never know. I'm just saying, you never know how that could have turned the tides. It could have just changed the whole course of human history with this one. Well, I'm hoping at least for, from out. anything here, what will happen is we'll have a month to vote. You'll have multiple ways to cast your ballot. Everyone will be mailed the ballot. And then hopefully participation will stay high because it's easier. And hopefully more people get it. Um, I'm hoping that that is what we get out of this, like more participation and more accessibility and a longer period of time to, to participate. 
I mean, that's a silver lining in, in what we're going through. There right was now. some amazing technological. Oh, shoot. Can't even get onto that. Puerto Rico. What is that? Did you see that? No. Puerto Rico voted to be a state. No. Oh, I haven't been watching. To be honest, I have like purposely not watched the news over the past two days. Yeah, yeah. You missed a big story. Puerto Rico finally voted just to approve statehood within the people of Puerto Rico. And now it just needs to be ratified by the Congress and and the Senate. And sorry, not the Congress, but the (laughs) House and the Senate, as I I know I am like to. um, I mess that up sometimes. So I can know. Yeah, you could. I mean, we could talk about it at a later date because I'm sure more will come out. But it was literally all these arguments against it in the Senate. Yeah. Well, all. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) I mean, uh, America has never been one to um, to willingly take on. uh, I can't believe that areas predominantly by brown people. Um, That's why we didn't take Mexico after the Mexican-American War. I I'm shocked that we didn't do D.C. first, um, to be honest with you. What, what is the logic with keeping D.C. it? I think district? D.C. has more symbolism. I mean, who knows what they're going to talk about with Puerto Rico, but D.C. definitely – I mean, I get the purest uh, viewpoint of D.C. It's not, I mean, it's, What does that mean, purest in not, what way? Well, in, in that D.C. is supposed to be a place that is apolitical. It's supposed – I mean, Then no one should live there. There should be no residential housing there. No, yeah, but that right. That that's the problem. Throughout history, it lost its sense of autonomy. No one is supposed to live in DC. That's the problem. DC is not supposed to be a city that has individuals that live there. And again, most things go back to slavery. You could you could we could relitigate it and rehash the history of DC as as a as a basically it was like a it was like a slave not slave colony, but it was like a free slave state for the most part. And then. Uh, and, and then you had people who had houses there who were legislators, but then they also had their houses elsewhere. And then it slowly grew into, this, into the, the city it is today, which is still predominantly black, which is kind of its, its founding and its history. Um, there's a lot to be said, right? They voted you know, 100% Biden. Wasn't that like the Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> which is even more reason why a Republican Senate is not going to let them be their own state. And, and it, it's, it's absurd to be a city where – the like uh what is it it's not a it's actually dc is a city but it's also um what's the official word for it it's a district uh, isn't it it's or a district as well a, it's three things it but a there's territory a, not con- a, territory. a congressional district there's something else know. that dc is but um it is it is ridiculous to be any whatever you autonomous like having people live in a place that they can't control their own budget like the fact that dc legalized marijuana way back in the day and yet because they're federally, the, the federal government controls their city budget, they can't allocate resources as they see fit. So like anything those people vote to do immediately gets nullified by the Congress or the Senate. Uh, and, and there might be some more peculiarities regarding how DC's funding works, but the fact that those people do not have their own budget is just insanity. And, uh, and we need to acknowledge the reality of today, which is that DC is very much one of America's biggest and uh you know liveliest historical cities and needs to be treated autonomously and yeah and needs to and it needs to get its whatever the hell it needs to get in terms of its proper representation so but anyway puerto rico back to a place that actually did that voted themselves to be uh into statehood 
that will have, that will be taken up by the 2020, uh, 2021 um, Congress. And that'll be interesting to see where that, where that goes. I, for one, am like, you know what? If I could get a remote job, I might just move to Puerto Rico. <laughs> it's an island. It's warm. I mean, like, I feel like a lot of people might start looking at Puerto Rico as a, as a state that's worthwhile, uh, you know, going to. So let's see how that shakes out. I so, would live in Puerto Rico. Um, yeah. How far away is that? A plane ride? Give me some context. Uh, you know? Shoot. No, I don't actually. Yeah, look that up, man. Um, because I'm still moving, I haven't. I don't have my second monitor available to uh, quickly access information via the Google. Flight. I typed in flight, and the first thing that pops up is flight to Puerto Rico. Damn right. I know I'm not alone. I'm not I alone. Know I'm not alone. not alone. As soon as that happened, I know a lot of people were like, "Get um, this cold weather. I I might get a house in Puerto Rico." You're looking at. You're look. Well, I wow. That's kind of crazy. What is it? Oh, because there's stops. Okay. No, the nonstop is three and a half hours. From okay. New York, from okay. New York so to San Juan. It's the same thing as Florida, then, basically, essentially, just about. Yeah, I guess so. So there you go. That's not so bad. Anyway, I think that's cool. Let's see what happens. Let's see how that shakes in. But uh, I think that's something that we should talk about because no one else really is, and it makes sense. I mean, everyone wants to talk about the election, but to me, I think that that's to get fifty-one states is a is is amazing in our in our lifetime. How many Americans today living can say they were alive? during uh, a state coming into the union. And, and that's going to make us, that's going to date us. Cause when did Hawaii come in? Like maybe there are people still alive. No, they couldn't be because Hawaii was already in by Pearl Harbor. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So sounds like you're taking a lot of pride in that. That's good. I never thought about like, Oh, I wonder what it was like when we added a state, but no, it's, it's good that's for huge. Puerto Rico. Yeah, no, it's, it is. It's really good for them. I mean, they, So I honestly don't know. I mean, I'm saying it's good for them because why, if you're going to, and I assume they pay taxes and stuff like that, why wouldn't you want to be part of us in, in, in a state, in a stately way? But what, why hasn't it happened earlier? Is it, was it their choice not to? Yeah, I believe so. Um, And and again, it's like, you know, exactly. But there were there, I don't believe, Puerto Rico has ever voted unanimously. I think the last time they had this like amendment to uh, to their territory status, it, it was defeated, I think, by a small margin. Uh, it'll be interesting. We should probably, you know, we'll, we'll revisit this. That's, that's the beautiful thing about a weekly podcast is we get to talk about these things over and over again. But it's, it's like when you hear someone's leaving, you're leaving work and you're like, is, did you get laid off or is it your choice? Like, is this a good thing? I don't know. Like, well, I it's their choice. It's their Puerto choice. Rico. That's the yeah. thing, right? This is, it's not like we, the people of America decided that Puerto Rico is going to be a state. Puerto Rico itself decided they wanted to be a state. They voted. They, you know, th- this is their will. Uh, I don't even know what the percentage is because almost nobody is talking about it. So I don't even know if this was like a uh, 49, you know, 51 kind of split or if this was by a large landslide margin. But, you know, I, you know, I, I think I, I think there can only be upside aside from uh, those of those Americans who are now or those corporatists who are deciding that Puerto Rico should just be a series of golf courses and screw the 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 natives i think that there as long as that doesn't take hold it's probably a good thing that's what that's the only thing i would worry about if i were coming into america 
is you don't you don't want to be an island of resorts where everyone is just uh, everyone who lives there is is just part of the tourism economy. You know, you'd want some true infrastructure. So let's see. I didn't mean to blindside you with that. I'm that. sorry. I'm sorry for blindside you. You're just like I got no comment. I didn't even know I, that was a thing. I don't this know a lot about me. it. I also don't know whether or not like I mean, are you talk because even like a place like Vegas has you know residential infrastructure. I, I wouldn't imagine the entire island would be turned into a theme park. That it seems extreme. Does that happen? Like where is well, I mean, happen? Vegas is a desert, so it's less likely to have happened. But when but you have a tropical happen? paradise, in, so so Hawaii. Key West, uh, Bermuda, I mean, uh, the Virgin Islands, those places are just—they're mostly just tourists. It's it, the majority of people those in the Bahamas. Place that's not a U.S. state. Yeah, but the but they were yeah okay well, I mean let's let's not let's not offend any any islanders, but uh, the the U.S. has a tendency to to rip away uh, the autonomy of the uh, the smaller states that exist around it to the point where they are almost wholly entirely uh, reliant on the U.S. for their survival. So that's not that's neither here nor there. Other countries? Are you talking about our our own? States? Yeah, I'm talking about I'm talking about other countries. And I'm just saying, oh, even well. when you be, yeah, but even when you do your own states, look at Hawaii. Hawaii's poverty rate is 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 uh, is it, well, it's it's an issue. <laughs> yeah i know issue. i remember I mean, people talk about this it's not like i remember it was like the indigenous anyway. population there like and again i don't want to this is what i heard i didn't do any research exactly, on it, but i heard right. so so like take this with a grain of salt but the mm-hmm. feeling i got when i visited there was that the indigenous population was impoverished largely it was them and they lived in the mountains without like running water and electricity like this is like what i heard the brief time that i had spent there right um and, you're and, not, so, and it's exactly what i've heard as well and so I mean, this is this is not some far out there conspiracy theory that there is a serious poverty issue in hawaii so puerto rico joining i feel like you know you you got this 50 50 of this could either go really well or this could this could really um you know this could go a little south if it's just if the island gets turned into again uh, 82 Mar-a-Lagos. Well, it's then, not but really then what if, you want, so let's yeah, see what I happens. Mean, and it maybe this is it's a progressive idea, but I think you're the one that had told me in, in the way that it works with Alaska Natural Resources, people get a dividend. If you're going to turn this place into um, a tourist destination that is overwhelming the island, then their citizens should get a dividend from that. No, I agree with you, but the difference, they're between, sacrifice. Uh, the difference between Alaska and Hawaii and Puerto Rico is that there are an abundance of natives. The reason Alaska has so many cool benefits is because they needed people to live there. They needed people to go and do the work there. And so that was part of that. That was part of sweetening the deal is to get you out there. You're, you're going to get this awesome share of the profits of your labor. So uh, Alaska is actually one of the more, um, again, it's funny. We don't even talk about Alaska as sort of like a great socialist experiment, but it's actually probably the most socialist state in the union when you really think about it, where everybody gets a share of the resources. It's crazy. They were voted Republican, didn't they? Usually they do. Ironically, usually they do. But here's the thing. The people who have the best deals in this country, military, Alaska, they tend to be the most conservative. Interesting. Yeah, it is an interesting phenomenon. Um, when, when people yeah. see, when one day when we get to do video, we're no longer the um, Guy Fox Max of of anonymity. Uh, they will see that we have smirks on, and we 
there's a lot of tongue in cheek that goes in that just doesn't really translate in the recording. Uh, it's, it'll be a glorious day when you can see our faces. Um, and then, yeah, you'll be able to decide from there whether you want to continue to be a listener. But you want to know what was brought to my attention? Yeah, like, and apparently it happened sure. a year ago. Um, I don't know if I sent it to you or not, but someone was like, yeah, this is old. And I was like, I didn't know about this, but it's relevant to a conversation we had in a previous pod. Don't remember which one, but when we talked about the felon's right to vote. Um, and basically in Florida, and I'm going to really paraphrase here because I don't have the time to do like my normal research where I read seven articles, but uh, a law was passed. They gave 1.4 million Floridians that were convicted of felonies the right to vote. Yeah, they did. And then DeSantis, who's the governor, yep. kind of went in a, a couple months later and introduced a poll tax. Mm-hmm. Which is basically like you can't vote until um, a, an undetermined amount of your fines have been paid. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. basically t- cut that number in half. Over 700,000 people weren't allowed to vote, yeah. which affected this election. Um, okay. Yeah. So what's... How, I mean, I don't know if you know about this and I'm just bringing it up because I just learned about it and I thought that was atrocious. How, how can you undermine a court decision like that? Or, or maybe it was voted on a referendum. I don't know. One way or another, the mm-hmm. 1.4 million were allowed to vote. And then this dude comes in and is like, not so fast. How can you put a tax on voting? How can you tie your right to vote on a court fine? How mm-hmm. is that a thing? Legal. <sighs> Man, I, look, I mean, I don't, I don't even want to mess with this because it's just such garbage. Uh, there are so many of these things across the South. It is insane. Um, you know, you can make fun of America in terms of uh, putting quotations with the right to vote because there's just there's so many impediments to voting. And, and people get so angry when you when you bring up things like, hey, why don't we just make voting a holiday? What? So so I could take, you know, I, I, have the, I could take off work and. And I can make it to the polls. Why, why is it going to be a holiday? It's like, all right, all right. I, I was just trying to make it easier for more people to vote because, you know, a healthy democracy. It's everyone's personal vote. experience is a justification. For yeah, that, well, that's all. Yeah, but that's all it ever comes down to. It's like it's uh, why why can't voting be compulsory? I don't want to be made to vote. Because the people well off, the people well off have the platform to share that experience. (laughs) The people who aren't don't have the, well, I can't because mine's an hourly wage and my boss isn't giving me off and I can't afford to lose my minimum wage because it's already so low. Can't Mm -hmm. afford to sacrifice the hours to go vote. Well, it's all garbage, right? It's all garbage. Because at the end of the day, if you want to call yourself a democracy, then you should make it very easy for every single person in that democracy to vote. That's, that's, it's pure and simple. It's really, it's an easy concept to understand. Uh, it's clear as freaking daylight, and uh, and there really isn't much to, to push back on unless you want to be a complete tool about it. And 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 the reason you're doing that is because you know you do not want the majority of people to vote because your policies will, are not popular. And that's really what it comes down to. If you want to go back to the Florida fifty situation, now, I mean it's almost fifty fifty. So I I would say like it's in. Okay, everyone's going to vote. I don't like how the other half is supporting, you know, the idea of Trump and what he stands for. But I'm also very supportive of all of them voting. And if it turns out the way that, you know, I don't want it to, I'm fine with that in the sense that that's the country we live in and we need to fix it. There's systemic issues that led to this, this, this area. But that no part of me, no part of me wants to say only if I could suppress a few Trump voters would Biden win nothing there is no i don't want 
part of that. Well, again, you're an independent. So, I mean, you, it's easier for you to take that position. Again, we've talked about camps. We've talked about teams. We've talked about the way uh, the party system breaks you off into these clans. And it's, it's really not about, I want my policy. It's more like, I want my team to win. But we don't even need to get into that because we need to go back to the, prisoner vote, the prisoners in Florida voting situation. You're right. I remember that. I remember when that went through because it was monumental where Florida was basically going to start like this domino effect of other states allowing their prisoners to vote. I think in this election, California might have uh, done an amendment that allows their prisoners to vote as well. Um, maybe we can look that up at some point. There's a lull um, in the show uh, to confirm that, but I believe that was on California's ballot. Here, here's the, here's the, this is, this is sort of what I get annoyed about when it comes to um, when it comes to legislators and when it comes to uh, the people we send to represent us uh, in the various bodies of government. It is great that the people have said, I want prisoners to be able to vote, but without legislators putting their own hides on the line to support that, to back it by by putting in laws that basically say, if you were a prisoner, this law says that you could vote or we need to do a constitutional amendment to enshrine that everyone gets to vote regardless of previous convictions, you're going to be able to get this tomfoolery. Someone's going to be able to, to then create a law that says, well, if you have a fine, you, you no longer have access to, to a, a, a voting booth because, uh, you know, we, we've determined that you owe the government $6,000 for your incarceration. You know, it's, it, it's complete garbage. So, yeah. Prisoners in Florida should be allowed to vote, and yet they are saddled with um, with some sort of with like debtors' crimes, which which a lot of states are trying to get rid of. I mean, a lot of states are trying to get rid of that whole bail that whole bail notion of uh, putting up money, otherwise spending the the you know the time that you would wait between being accused of a crime and your trial in prison. So hopefully, hopefully Florida finds a way. Uh, Anyway, I yeah, want to talk. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, what do you well, want to talk about? Well, well. I mean, I, I I'm actually quite. Uh, it, should we do an Elon watch now, or should we save it for the end of the show? Because we <laughs> we can just save it for the end of the show. We should outro with an Elon watch. Actually, let's outro with the Elon watch. So let's go. Let's go to something else. You got something? Um, I mean, I had a basic question, and uh, what do you think is motivating this record level of participation? What do you mean? Of course, it's the, the the fact that this is this has reached a fever pitch of like reality TV drama. That that's you think why you, so? You think it's entertainment is the reason? Of course, why? it's entertainment in terms of why. I mean, look, people should be people should be this people should be this motivated to vote in every single election because every single election can affect your livelihood and the way that this country, the trajectory of this country, and and your your part to play in it. I mean, because they're entertained by it. Well, there's. Of course, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Trump has just created this, the, the, you know, he's got this, this this game show of greatest hits of horribleness, like you just talked about, the, the making fun of someone with disabilities. Define, the, define entertainment. What do you I, mean by that? Well, I think that Trump has created this outrage culture because of how much he bucks the norms that people have been paying attention to him for the last four years. And as a result, you've you've gotten this this deep-seated either hatred or deep-seated admiration for him. And, and so you want to go out and, 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 and exercise it. And, and the way you're going to exercise, like, not exercise, exercise, like, like exercising a demon. Like the way you're going to go about doing that 
is voting. And so you've got a record number of turnout. I, I mean, I will also give it to the fact that for the first time, many states allowed mail-in voting. And, and without having to take off work and stand in line for 12 hours like you do in most states, you had some of the ability to mail, to just fill out a ballot in the comfort of your home, walking to walk to a drop-off center, drop off that 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 uh that ballot of yours and go about your day so i think that's accessibility yeah so, so yeah i i, I the I'll put, definitely I'll, adding it to the numbers absolutely that, that absolutely that. but it's the motivation to even do it i mean i was just going to go with fear so i mean maybe that falls under the umbrella of your entertainment um category but i honestly think it's fear that's kind of my stance on it i don't, I don't know i mean it's hard for me it's, to believe it it's hard for me to believe that the, the wealthy it, um entertainer i mean look the actors you know the you know hollywood tries to paint itself as being incredibly uh liberal on on issues that are easy for it to deal with right like they, they weren't incredibly liberal when it came to the harvey weinstein stuff you know they, they they will protect their own when push comes to shove but i just think that it's it's kind of hard for me to imagine being really wealthy and thinking that uh, an administration that can last a max of eight years is going to adversely affect my livelihood. No, I but mean, that's not, but that's not where the increase of participation was. They already participate. No, no, no. What I mean, like the, I'm, I'm saying that the, 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 the feverent, like the, the fact that it's always in your face is part of that entertainment. The fact that you have actors and everyone coming out being like, it's important to vote. This is like every the, year, the rock, the vote and all that stuff that happens all the time. That happens all the time, but not to the level of which I think that me and you do not see it as much because we live in States that were going in one way uh, regardless. But I think that if you were part in parts of the country where it, you know, you had the rock, the vote, vote or die, all those campaigns. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I'm look, I'm going to stand by it. this. I think that in this election, there was far more entertainment with regarding to voting than there has ever been before. And, the, and it's hard to quantify because I don't know, there's no site I could go to right now that actually was recording how many different types of uh, campaigns or, or uh, uh, yeah, parody videos, yeah. that type of thing. But again, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we're like talking about similar things in different ways, but they were people, you make a video that is a form of entertainment, but what is the content of the video? What is the purpose of it? It is to instill fear. It is pointing out things, terrible things that are happening or terrible things that could happen and you need to prevent, you know? So if it's a Biden, it's terrible things are happening. If it's Trump, it's terrible things that could happen. And I feel like that's what it is. It wasn't, it, I mean, they weren't like, I mean, yeah, sure. There were like comedic ones, like the Lincoln project were putting out some like uh, yeah. uh, some, some crazy things, I but I feel think, like yeah. the emotion that was being driven was fear of what the other side was going to do to you. Right. And it, but, it, but you have to say that it was more than what you got in 2016 with Hillary. I mean, I remember like, it was like the biggest thing. Yeah, that but I wouldn't say the Hillary. increase in frequency is, enter, is entertainment. I mean, that's, Entertainment is broad. I mean, if you're talking about entertainment in terms of a horror film, uh -huh. and that's kind of the level, the, the, the category of entertainment. But entertainment is, I didn't, I didn't vote because uh, Biden made me laugh or Trump made me laugh. You know what I mean? Like, I think people oh, were yeah. afraid. Sorry, yeah, were, like, afraid. Okay, okay, Leah, let's let's quantify this a little bit. Let's 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 narrow this down because uh, when 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 we when I use the word entertainment, you're right. I mean, it's not about ha ha funny 
look how much this makes me joyous. I'm talking about, yes, a horror movie that scares you is still entertaining. I'm just saying that this, this was an easy way for many people to get into, to, to pick a position and gain a lot of followers and, 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 and elevate their social standing by picking one side or the other because so many more eyeballs were watching every single move and, and because of their investment over whether they love or hate this guy. And, and look, I, my point is... Or blame, or blame them for you know, losing a loved one during COVID. Um, and and you know, there's a lot of, I, I think, look, I, stuff right. that's happening. Well, look, I mean, the thousand people amplified by family and friends, that's a big number. I'm not going to discount that. That, that, that. That's real. That happened. There, there's no way to discount that there were people who were motivated by that. I'm just trying to say that when you looked at the exit poll numbers, when people were talking about it, COVID was not one of the number one reasons that people were going to the polls in the exit polling. Like if you, if you look at any of what the was, media I didn't coverage, see any of that. What was that? Is it just... Did they even get asked about that? Or was yeah, it really well, just... well, I mean, there's anecdotes all over the place. Uh, freaking NBC, I think they, they had an article that had an anecdote where they interviewed a guy and the guy was like, well, my uncle died to COVID, but, uh, you know, I, I just love Trump too much. So I'm still voting for him. You know, I think you, it was statistically insignificant in the polls because it was so like, were those national polls or those state polls? Cause they're exit polls for voting. So states would be relevant. I wonder if because I COVID is so widespread mm-hmm. that it's, it's gobbled up in the statistics because in state by state, it may have not that was tracked as, as, yeah. as, as high as something like, I don't know, jobs or something. Well, right? people, well, people made that argument. People said that it was very difficult to to disentangle the fear of COVID from people having lost their jobs, right? So you, you, you still have people who are like, well, COVID is big, but I'm not thinking, even though COVID is the reason I've lost my job, but I'm going to say my job is the number one issue, but they're, inter, they're interrelated, right? So you yeah, have or, a lot or, or you have, you know, 5,000 deaths in a state, but then you have 20 million or, I mean, that's a ridiculous number, but you have, you have 4 million unemployed. And then when you're running this survey, it's like, yeah, that's a lot of COVID responses, but it's not on the yeah. top two. And I'm not going to report on that. I don't know. I'm just guessing. No, it but, could be, yeah. I mean, because I have a hard time believing that like they, people who were impacted didn't, didn't check that box off if they got the opportunity to. On I, I guess where I, where I come from is the fact that the policies and the state of America as it stands today is not, Donald Trump's like it's not all Donald Trump these these are policies and these are um, philosophies that both parties have pursued with regard to governing uh, that have left a lot of people vulnerable so but, uh, what I'm saying is this kind of turnout should have been there a, lo- a while like a long time ago and yet it's here because of the entertainment and shock value of the current of the of the the people running or at least one of the people running that that's what that's where my argument's coming from is that this is the, when we talk about unprecedented times i mean we've we face some very difficult times in this country and we had a lot of uncertainty i don't think it's rhetoric alone though man because he mm-hmm. he he did it in 2016 the rhetoric was already there yeah because my point is we the, the parties ignore the the suffering of people the entertainment the value was there in 2016 yeah, right, and that, that's COVID is that COVID is the anomaly. And well, right? COVID, well, I mean, COVID. I mean, without COVID, Trump would have easily have won. So I mean, so we well, can, is that what I mean? To say? You never. You, say well, that, no, that? I'm not going to say that because the world went on lockdown. Who knows what would have, what new global challenge would have arisen 
um, and Trump would have succeeded or fumbled on. I mean, I have no idea. Maybe Russia that's invades fair. another country and, and Russia I mean, look, cuts I mean, on the back. Who knows? That's just, or, yeah, or it's, it's conjecture. But barring another catastrophe, uh, the state, the people who support Trump right now, I mean, there, there would be even less for them to second guess about him uh, without COVID, right? Because, you know, what, what, what else are you going to say? If you supported him through his handling of COVID, why wouldn't you support him without, his, without COVID ever existing? So you can at least say that. That's what I'm saying. There are people who turned over to vote for Biden because of Trump's um, handling of COVID in terms of like, you know, being glued to the TV and seeing. And out of fear that and out of right. fear that we're going to be stuck in this because it's already going to be another year or so until, you know, exactly everyone exactly. does what they're supposed to. So it's out of fear of being stuck home, out of fear of more people dying. Um, and then yeah, I think, well, I mean, and then, I and then I think it exacerbates. Fearful anyway. what, but I think it's exa- it exacerbates. For whatever reason, climate change wasn't enough because it's, you know, incremental and instead of COVID in your face, people are dying now. Um, but I feel like it, COVID on its own is this, is this menacing cloud above us that is, that is killing us literally now. But then through that, it exacerbates or it amplifies all the other fears that we had. So all the other fears may have been at like a level three climate change, his rhetoric, civil rights, all these different things. But now, now the fire is burning with your displeasure, dis- displeasement of the handling of COVID. And I feel like it is, it is spilled over into all the other buckets and raise them to like level 10 or whatever. And I feel like it, and it's all the underlying issue is fear, fear that it won't get better, fear that it'll get worse. Um, and then on the flip side, I mean, I, I guess the Republican thing, because they're ignoring a lot of the science and the science is driving a lot of that civil, civil, uh, uh, social yeah. science, yeah, yeah, similar uh, 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 space, uh, climate science, all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think their thing is, I guess, socialism. Um, and uh, I don't really yeah. know what else they have, yeah. wow. but there, there's a fear there because, um, I mean, I don't know. People just don't like the word. I don't really know exactly what they're. Oh, it's yeah, it's the freaking word because there's so much socialist policy in this. I country. know. So it's, I'm having a hard so time with that. What it is. But I, I guess they they have issues too. That's the um, thing. I, I never, I've never been able to pinpoint the policies that, that everyone is so deathly afraid of, but um, I'm sure they're there and I'm sure it's driven by fear because what else rallies people? What else rallies the Republicans? We've been focusing, I think, organically on what's rallying the Democrats, mm-hmm. but what is rallying the, the Republicans? I mean, you're saying entertainment, but in what way that he talks like me, haha, that's me. maybe you're right. Maybe it is the comedic value that he's bringing that's rallying Republicans. But when I see them screaming, don't count votes, I mean, I've never, I've never um, went to that degree for a comedian before. So, like, I don't know if it's just... Well, it wasn't a comedian that was voting into power. So, I mean, this so is like, what, what we're is looking at. This what, is, this is the beginning. the Republicans? This is, well, what isn't riling up the Republicans? Uh, let's not even talk about the Republicans as a monolith because it, the Lincoln Project, those guys are Republicans. And, and we should not forget that. that, that that's what's going to be crazy about it. The Lincoln Project, that's the biggest question. I, I know you've asked it a number of times on in social, in social media in, uh, uh, discussion, but my thing is, all right, so Bi- let's, look, Biden's going to win. And when he wins, what is it that anyone wanted him to do? Because the Lincoln Project, as, as much as they hated Donald Trump, I do not know what their, uh, their positive – uh, policy and philosophy is now going to be towards a democratic president uh, that may or may not 
possibly enact some more socialistic policies because those guys are traditional Republicans. They just do not. Like I think them. it's working just... together to some degree. I mean, nothing's getting through unless it's put unless it's like a Republican idea or, or something like that. Like, I think Biden's mandate is going to be have some bipartisan bipartisan bills passed, like basic fundamental things. COVID that is so action cute. plans. You think with Mitch McConnell at the helm that there is any hope of some sort of bipartisan and look yeah, i think around covid yeah because i don't think the country can take another th- three years of of lockdown the virus isn't gonna i mean jesus we can't do natural herd immunity that's people absurd. do not like and by not like i mean the the people in power right now they do not like passing legislation that directly funds people's pockets so yeah, will there be bipartisan approach? Sure, but it's probably going to be on the level of when mask, Obama national national mask mandates, making sure that, that whether it's through industry industry well. initiatives, we need PPEs for our frontline workers. Like we need to make sure that we have those uh, are all well the, good. That that's about that's about containing the disease. That's about disease management. But that's not going to help the people who've lost their jobs and are living. We need and yeah, uh, we need un, to be supplemented. You have France. Chip. It's right. like. You have France that's like supplementing their, uh, they're on 50% work hours. They're getting full salaries or at least close to it. I don't know the exact details. And that's going to go on for another two years. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be nice if we did that? That's my point. Nobody right now is signing on to those kinds of policies. That is not what Joe Biden campaigned on. That, that, that's my point. I, I literally just asking people, look, you, you're informed. We, we try to pay more attention, but I, I have asked a few people who, who are, who are actually really well informed, but you asked them someone playing out. Hey, so uh, Joe Biden won. What do you think is uh, what do you think his day one policy is going to be? And it's mostly crickets because no one knows because well, the whole campaign. To get Trump out. The whole right, thing. The whole campaign. That's out. my yeah. point. The whole campaign has been I'm not Donald Trump. It's like all right, well, great. You're not Donald Trump. You now have the presidency. To be fair, what are you going to do? To be fair, Biden could very well have a plan and could have said it. Nobody cares. They just wanted Donald Trump out. So I'm not even saying he my inability. My inability to it. recall his have. plan. My inability to recall his plan is not an indicator that he does not have one because it didn't matter. The Democrats have a platform that was brokered between supposedly the far left and the centrist portions of the, of the party. Let's see how much of it gets enacted because this is the problem with when the Democrats get in power. They never can, they can never get in power on the ride of like while riding a particular uh, policy. Right. So because even when Obama and this, this is that when Obama took office, based on reading his books, yes, healthcare was part of something he wanted to do. But a lot of what he a lot of what he wrote about was education reform because he himself was a professor. He was steeped in education. He wanted to do a lot of education reform, uh, various other uh, worker reforms in terms of labor, what have you. And then when he gets in because of the freaking collapse of, of the stock market, taking basically the world economy with it. The limited resources they were able to, to to sort of gather together. The only thing they could really pass was a a, a Republican uh, health care plan. The the Democrats can basically never come in in a place where we are an even keel. Usually, that's what happens when a Republican comes in. America votes in a Republican when we're on a recovery, we're on a rise, we have some disposable income, we can now start investing in infrastructure and doing some of the things that people want to do because we're not all gas for breath we're not all living you know wondering if everything is just going to collapse around us and they squander it they usually squander it it's what happened when bush came in it's what happened when trump came in and now it's been squandered and so now it's like well how the hell is 
Biden going to come in when things are basically in shambles? He's going to have to just – it's all about um, – uh, what do you call it? When you have to just come in and do emergency work, uh, like uh, what is it? Like filling up holes? Like the ship is the ship is sinking. It's just about plugging holes as quickly as possible to keep crisis it management. Yes, right? it's, it's all crisis management. The Democrats always get caught with crisis management in the modern era. So I don't, I don't, know, I'm not expecting much personally. I want I mean, to be pleasantly surprised. I want to be proven wrong. I want him to come in and just say, you know, here's what we're going to do day one, and but with a with a Republican Senate. Good luck, because again, it is so easy to be the party of no. That's what both parties really want to do. We've talked about that. Both parties want to be the party of no, because that's how you gain popularity, and that's how you get your your base to to hoo ha and holla and, and and get riled up because they're like, yeah, you stuck it to them. You 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 tear up that piece of pit. You tear up that person's speech because the party of no is way more satisfying than the party of, yeah, we have to spend money. Yeah, we have to raise taxes. This sucks. We're going to have to redo the highway system. It's going to cost a lot. It's really boring. We, we added X amount. It only matters to people who get the jobs, but for people who get the jobs. There's yeah, no multi-generational sure. goals. Yeah, there's no and multi-generational we're, not, we're not benefiting because times. the people before us didn't want to. Yeah, exactly. And uh, when in the future is going to benefit because we didn't want to. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. Multi-generational goals. I mean, I'm completely on board with you. I wasn't always on board with you with that, but it is becoming more and more evident that without setting down some multi-generational goals, it's just going to be this back and forth of, of non-government and each one blaming the other. And I don't know where that ends. I get usually the way that ends, the person who, the way you break that stalemate is fascism. That's how you get, that's how things get done. Someone comes in and says, yeah, I'm dissolving all of this. You need the emperor. Yeah. And I'm just going to make the this want happen. to build a monument to his legacy. Exactly. I mean, or, I mean, and I hate to, oh, well, not hate to, but because it, it, it's a reflection of the time. You think of cathedrals, the things that we marvel over now when you go over to Europe, um, those were multi-generational. I mean, they're so fantastic because it took so long to make. It's not like they were lacking for resources. They, yeah, but they were also commissioned by a uh, theological emperor. His name was the Pope. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm, you know. Oh, is that what you're referencing? You're, uh, so you, that's so you're why basically I, saying. No, that's why we, I said we, I we hate to reference this. Oh, okay. It, it. Now, I thought that it was the religious just, part is why you hate it to reference it. Not, not the implications that we do, in fact, need an emperor in order to get past this. No, there is no reason. That is just, that is just a focused consolidation of power. And there's no reason why the people cannot demand that. It just takes... Um, it takes an understanding of the task at hand to say, yeah, we want to, we want, we want to improve things locally and at the state level, but also we want to have an eye on the ball that's, that's national and that's going to help everyone, you know, soon and in the future, not now, but soon and in the future. I think that, you know, we can uh, walk and chew gum at the same time. You brought up education and I don't even want to go to education. I don't even want to talk about. But no, I want, but I want to say two things because I've been fine. All right, you recently. say these two things, and then I'm wanna, switching to science because 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 at least that's fun. Uh, the education thing else. is bothering me a lot. Okay, you moved recently. I moved a little farther back, but somewhat recently. And you know, school systems have a big, big uh, play a role in this uh, for for various reasons. Whether you have kids or not, it has to do with your property values and all these different things. And what really bothers me. Other than the fact that teachers still have to buy their own, their own school supplies, which I think is absurd, it bothers me that, you know, we expect a level of uh, 
We expect a level of understanding, whether it's science or civics or whatever it may be from the country. And, you know, we're divided. And it's safe to say, I think, that we're divided because there are some basic things that um, the two sides don't agree on that should be pretty fundamental, should have been normalized in school. And I don't know how I could rightfully expect reason from some of my counterparts uh, in this landmass that we share when I could go from town to town and schools could be rated a two and the next town over a seven. And from what I understand in New Jersey, a lot of it's tied to property taxes. I assume it's like that in the rest of the country. I don't know. I don't live in all, I haven't lived in all the other states. It was like that in New York. And but it has, uh, I believe if you, like if, if, places, if, but... if something like our military bases aren't tied to property taxes, they all have to run at a certain level of high standards. Or, or anything else that's on that federal level. I don't understand why we schools, all support the military. I don't understand why schools wouldn't be the same. Why isn't everyone getting education? Why isn't everyone getting the same level of education, regardless of property taxes or where you live, what type of job you have, what your community is made up of? I just it, it is it is driving me insane. And not support, not, be, not I mean, there's the equal. I know what you're saying, but there's the equality portion of it that, of course, everyone should be treated equally. But you know, if we're not going to do that, then don't get mad at other people when they don't believe in climate science, if they don't believe in vaccine science, because I'm not going to blame it entirely on a school being ranked a two, but I mean, it has to play a role. It has to play a role. The quality of education and support networks that these people are receiving at, 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 during their adolescence that even even the idea of continuous learning after you graduate, the idea that, you know, your learning ends at 18, but then they're going to live for another 80 years and we expect them to, to you know, pick up the torch and continue on. Um, I don't know. It just, it really bothers me because I, the, the impulse I have is anger. Like, how dare these people not believe in the institutions and the degrees that are that our civilization fosters and depends on? But then I'm like, but yeah, why should they? Because um, who told them to? I think it's funny because you, again, if we are right, if we go back to the dream, the Gene Roddenberry Star Trek dream, that 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 fosters because we discover alien species, so we become one nation, we become one world, and and, and as as part of it, you you become supportive of the human race because you realize there are other races out there, and you got to compete as one. It's it's funny because that is such an idealism. And you can't, we don't even get that within our own nation, right? So it's, it's really funny to think of the world coming together because in the United States, we don't even accept that every single citizen should be brought up to a certain standard in order for us to compete. It, that doesn't even, commute, uh, doesn't even compute. The military aspect, I like to go back to, I mean, because to me, that is the crux of it. Eddie, if you ask somebody... Should we train some soldiers to shoot guns and other soldiers not to? Most people be like, that's ridiculous. We want a strong military. I want a military that defends this country. Every soldier should or, be trained to or, the max. Exactly. Or I don't we, want to be stationed in, in a military <laughs> base in Pennsylvania because they're not as good as the ones in New Jersey or something like well, the, that. Well, yeah, that, right. Exactly. From the individual. But my point is when you talk about someone objectively, how do you want to support the military? They'll be like, give them all the funding they need. Those guys are out there kicking ass oh it's like I don't, don't even ask like yeah exactly they, they it's don't even ask, it. right yeah. exactly but when it comes to education which is basically the exact same thing it is the difference between teaching some people how to be effective soldiers and then just 
giving some people uniforms and walking them out somewhere and saying, and I, I never trained you. That's what this is. And people I want to say, I'm not, I'm not even yeah. disparaging. I mean, it's a completely different conversation of our military and everything. I'm not even saying like in a negative way, the military is treated We're a not. certain way. We're not. I'm just making a comparison yes. that how could educating mm-hmm. our population not right. be valued as high? Yes. That, that's exactly what we need We're to We're only to. as strong as our weakest link. And I'm not trying to equate that is not a that belief, way. I'm right. using things. But a, like, a president is only as, as successful as his most unsuccessful citizen. And how are we that not... That is uniquely socialist and not an American philosophy, even though we... But, that's, but, if, you're, but if you value the economy and everything, and well, listen, that's not true. maybe, maybe believe, that's... No, maybe that's not, believe that there are maybe people that's who not, succeed, yeah. there, are, there are winners and losers. And, and that is how you want to... That's how most, not most, but that is, that is a, a drubbed up 80s if, style of Americanism that I, some people I will, are just uh, not meant to be successful. Yeah, but, but I will agree that with is, that. If the, volumes are, if the volumes were lopsided and the successful people made up the majority, I could understand that the philosophy of, uh, you know, you're only as successful as your most unsuccessful person wouldn't be true because that's not true. Now we have a very productive economy. Only a few people are lagging behind. But when you have a lot of people lagging behind, a significant portion, I won't say the majority, I don't know the stats, but I, I'm pretty confident in saying that um, it impacts our ability to compete, to be productive, to be happy and to have um, a well-being, uh, a high well-being rating or something, a wellness rating. I don't know. Uh, whatever no, no, it may fine. be. A happiness like, rating is actually what's used throughout the world. Yeah, yeah. So, but... But if you have a significant portion of the population that isn't, isn't where the average today is, I don't know, I don't know the right way to put it. I, I, what I'm trying to say is I don't find that to be socialist. It like, is socialist because you do, you're creating a ceiling of your, not ceiling, you're creating a floor and you don't want anyone to fall below that floor. So that, that, that is, that that's is like, primary. so Bush is no child left behind. That means he's a socialist. Actually, Yes. Yes, it does. To be honest, if you're going to implement a social, that, in a right, so now way, yes, because you're creating a social contract and you're and you're implementing policy to ensure that no one falls below it. That's not capitalist. That's not that's not the way that that's designed. You're not you're not creating this supply demand where it's like, well, some people just aren't in demanding industry or people just aren't in demanding parts of the country, so they just got to live in huts and and uh, you know tin foil tin roots and uh, yeah. But we're not a Australian strict capitalist society. If we were, exactly, then, we're then, not. then 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 wealth. Individual so you, wealth wouldn't be built up to where it is because by, by exactly. the, an ethical code of a capitalist, the majority would go back into the company. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and, and that's my point. That's what we need to acknowledge is that you, you can have socialist values and still exist within the framework of the American. Yeah. So when philosophy. I say socialist, uh, when I say I don't understand why it's socialist, not because it's a so, uh, not, not, not policy wise, not on that uh, micro level, but you know, we're not a Stalinist dictatorship. We're not a socialist, but we're not, but we're not a socialist. um, uh, My point is people get afraid afraid to talk about things for what they are. That's all I'm talking about here. Cause you know, I don't want to get it. You know, it's, it's not productive to get into the debate on what is theoretical socialism versus capitalism. The debate that we're talking about here is uh, some like weird hybrid of stuff. Like it, it doesn't Why don't to, people so, feel education is valuable? So because we want to bring up, because we want to uplift X amount of the population from an education perspective to say it's 
it's it, it's a social policy. Mm-hmm. Is it socialist in a way that most people would understand it to be, or is it socialist in a way that it's a form of government? Like well, I don't... right now, look, education is very capitalist because the people who earn the most and can pay the most taxes into the areas in which they live get the best education. That's a very and it's not a drag. That's what I mean. Like it is not a drag. You are not. Um... You are not just paying people to survive without expecting anything in return. Like if people are more educated, like they have better chances to capitalize on opportunity. Again, you, this, this, it's very, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what else to call this. I don't, I don't know. You're, you're just sitting here spouting socialist rhetoric. I don't know what to tell but you. I'm not, well, I'm not guaranteeing people jobs or anything. I'm just saying that but you're ensuring that they have the, they, they have the tools in order to, to, to get the jobs that they desire, which is not something that our society. It's more of an, it, it levels the playing field. I mean, the idea that again, more words uh, levels the play. Field. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. All I could say to you is that, I but no, agree. schooling is already a thing. I, I, I guess my point is like, I'm not introducing anything new. It's not new. Schooling, everyone already goes to school. It's just that they're not good. Yeah. That's like, that's yeah. like saying, all right, everyone's going to get social security, but um, some people are going to get a dollar. This country can never live up to, it's even, just, even, even in separate but equal. They couldn't like, even live up to it. You know, school what I'm rankings like, no of how, one, two, three, like that, in comparison to like seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Like I, I like. Well, we, I don't know what you, I don't know what you look. You what? In order to get everyone onto the same level, you have to basically eradicate this. If you can, if you can pay more in taxes, your school will be better. You you need to create a more uniform, equal equal schooling. Um, uh, regiment across my thing, the country Antoine, is that and I don't you have to it. tax people appropriately and you have to spread it out and you have to then ensure that every school is up to a certain level of standard and that's the only way you're going to to basically if, if uplift I, people out of intellectual poverty which is what we have we have we have people who are in monetary poverty poverty and we have people who are intellectual poverty and the intellectual poverty is starting to grate on 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 the nation because that those are the not everybody, but apparently, you know, Trump happens to to have a bit of a cornerstone on cornerstone on what people would consider uh, people who are intellectually impoverished. I think what what I'm getting at, and, and it's taken me a while to get around to it, so I may have even misspoken my stumblings of trying to get to this point. But the the aversion I have to it. you saying that it's socialist is that I'm not introducing anything new. Now, schooling is a social program. Right. I think that's fine. But what I'm introducing shouldn't be more socialist. All I'm doing is raising the standard of something that already exists. If I was introducing the idea of everyone goes to school, everyone will have an opportunity to go to school, then I wouldn't have I wouldn't take issue with your response of saying that's socialist. But simply saying that the schools need to be equal. Like, what's the point of schooling if they're not good? Like, I don't, it's just like, it doesn't even make sense. It's so. I don't know. It's a modern concept. That, that's the thing. Well, you're, schooling is like. But a, everyone like, goes like to a, school. It's like enhancing now, it. It's, yeah. it. Well, but not no. always. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, no, I don't, let's not go back to Oliver Twist but, days. But I'm just saying, like, I, I think we have to, we have to take schooling for what it is. It's, it's a relatively new concept that everyone goes to school and, and, and not just to go to school in order to learn a trade, but to go to school to get an education. That's like the government can't turn your water off, right? I don't know if that's every state. I think, I don't, I don't know. It's not every state. No. no but that's why I learned 
I learned that here because it's it, it, something I've heard of. I don't know. There, there has to be some other example that something that everybody gets. Um, and uh, if tax. and now all you're saying, everyone what is gets it? Tax. Everyone gets taxed. Okay, everyone. Well, oh. <laughs> there must be something <laughs> where, like, there's a quality issue where it would be so absurd to say, like, yeah, we yeah, have the military. This... Let's go back to the military. That's what it is. Yeah, the equality of everyone being trained to do. Every, okay, every, so every general in the but military. But then knows New how Jersey has new, people in New Jersey have I don't know worse bullets than a, someone in a or or, or or less effective armor than yeah. someone else. Yeah, like so I don't know something so absurd where you're like, listen, it's not socialist to say that everyone should have a baseline. Like there's no baseline here. I don't know. Look, I just don't know how you're going to get people to get on board with um, funneling money to other states especially because how could a red look, state you're, you're say, first like, of all, i don't want to i don't want my schools to be better easily because people just say i don't want my money going to educating illegal immigrants or are going to educating uh just insert whatever racially motivated classist motivated ideology you want to uh to place there people say it all the time and here's the worst part about it my it's not yeah, necessarily look it's not necessarily system, and it was like busing Hold on. Illegal immigrants. I mean, is Hold that on. Let me, let me finish. It's, when you're really talking about this policy, you really want to implement something like this. We're not really even talking about redistributing the, the wealth and taxation of the people in your state of Jersey. If you really wanted to make this effective, we're talking about taking your tax dollars from Jersey and funneling that into school systems in West Virginia, Mississippi, and like Louisiana. So we're, that's the thing. So you, you have a real real hill that happens already go. though that happens already that, that's why we have that's the federal government what are you talking about the federal taxes I we're, pay talking, don't stay we're, in we're talking about more though but i'm saying we're talking about more i'm it, it, it just i'm just trying to say that if you really if you want a proper program where you need to uplift these schools we're talking about a serious funnel funneling of money into other or reallocation but yeah yeah reallocation sure. whatever you want i'm just trying to say that so we're all paying kind of, we're all paying the price though what is the cost of I agree with you. Not agree. getting vaccinated. I, what is the cost of people not taking care of themselves health-wise? What is the cost of people voting down climate science initiatives that will save lives? And, and I agree. I'm just trying to say that the cost is probably more than a lot of people are willing. It's like to I don't want to. I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay X amount of cents dollars in April. But yeah, like hit me up for like. Fifty thousand dollars over the next five years. Like years, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't know. Like I don't know. Hey, look. There's gonna be. Yeah. I don't know. There's gonna, there's a number of ways. And the thing is, we're oversimplifying because it's so. I mean, look. Even with yeah, because years, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So I have. Well, to. I mean, look. I mean, we're all citizens <laughs> of this country, so we can all see it objectively. Like what's going on here? You I'm a victim it. of the of the schooling issue. So yeah, like if I'm getting stuff wrong, well, case in point. There you go. Hey, look, yeah, there's different things that people should just have drilled into their heads. Climate change is is, is definitely one of them. Um, there should not be much debate. That's that. and, and that's what blows my mind is that I, that was like greenhouse gas, all that stuff. That was part of my curriculum, um, and it just shocks me that people can deny it that are my age or younger. And that's where I can only go is to was it not normalized in everyone's school? I mean, it that's how ignorant not. I am. I thought no, that it was. Yeah, you're right. And so yeah. how and that disparagement? I'm not even talking about wow, you have you have the new microprocessor in your school computer and I have last year's like, that's not even what I'm getting at. It's just like, what is going on in the level of education and the way that kids are being taught to think critically and like, where are we with that? Like, how is it, how are we not all agreeing on some core concepts? How are things not being normalized that benefit us all? Yeah. I don't know. I agree. 
I agree, man. Anyway, so that's the school thing you didn't want to talk about. What do you got? <laughs> I wanted your you you had a, a free. I mean, I, I I was laughing at your response to this. Uh, new scientists, there could be up to five billion habitable planets in the Milky Way. Uh, and then you wrote, and I assume some are inhabited, and its inhabitants don't want our habits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, not gonna lie, I wish that got a lot more play because uh, that's uh, that was very timely. Uh, but my point is, there's a lot of cool space news that's coming out. Uh, let's let's go to let's go to Elon Watch uh, because uh, I just wanted to throw that one out there, and then I wanted since we're in space, we might as well talk about the speeds. Of those satellites, when you when you wrote that, when you told when you said that to me, the speeds they're recording in rural Montana, I was flabbergasted, and I don't use that word lightly. Like, and so, I was like, "Wow, that is fast." And I sent that That's to you. Crazy. That was those were um, those weren't the norm. The norm. So what I sent you was one sixty to one seventy five. So yeah. people were experiencing, but yeah. then it was like fifty to hundred was the norm. A new article. It's about megabits get- per second, by the way. Yeah. yeah, and a new article that I saw released that I didn't get to read the whole thing says now it's more of the norm for it to be over 100 and stuff. So uh, to be honest with you, I don't even know what any of that stuff means. You do. I, I, I have no idea what I even have at home. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, sounds sounds cool if you're excited. Well, I mean, look, I mean, I, it's not I'm, I'm not it's not an expert. I'm not an expert in terms of <laughs> in terms of internet speed. All I know is that I have gigabit internet. And I believe that when I checked the Verizon website as to what my download speed should be, it was like, I think they were saying it was around 112. So, I mean, and this is, I mean, this is one of the, this is probably one of the better internet connections you can get uh, on the consumer market. And so when they were like, uh, what, I, what was one of the numbers quoted? I, I feel it was like, what was like 120 or 160 to 175. Yeah, 160. And I was like, I, that, that's just, that's crazy. And, now they, and they did say that it dropped out every couple minutes for a few seconds. Right. I so I mean, but here's the thing, right? The more idea. satellites he gets to put up there, the uh, the more you know, the the, the less dropouts you you're gonna get. Uh, the reason I think this is so interesting is not for the technology uh, or the speeds on its own. I think that when you're talking about connecting rural Monta- Montana to high speed internet. I think that this is this could be revolutionary in terms of the way we think about politics, the electoral map, where people can live. I mean, you're working remote, you you still need a decent internet connection, which keeps you sort of hovering around the major centers, uh, city centers. You're not going to go off into rural uh, areas just because you have a remote job, because you still need that consistency for that internet connection. You need to get information, you need to, to send information with relative speed. Being able to move to the middle of nowhere and feel that connected to society, that, to me, I think that's your real changer. That's your real game changer. And I hate the fact that Elon Musk might actually be the, 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 the technological messiah that his, his acolytes feel, uh, built him up to be. But I actually do think that, that would, that's going to change history for people if you, if you could get internet anywhere in this country. I'm just, trying, I'm just saying, personally, like myself, if, I, if my job went fully remote, why wouldn't I just go and get some cool, awesome piece of land in Montana and live out there and do my job? I mean, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just so many opportunities for people who are stuck in these city centers and could like spread I mean, they'll out. pay you the same. Even if they pay you less, even if they pay you less, it's still worth it because the cost of living, if the cost of living is less. I mean, I, I, yeah, let's not get into the into that that part of the of the equation, but I'm just saying for the predominant, for the majority por- portion of it, 
it does open up where you, where you can live. And so on some I don't think level, it's a bad thing, right? Access to tech. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying on bad. some level it is going to change the map. You, you are going to get uh, people from urban centers moving out into traditionally rural parts of the country. So that will change voting. That will change outlooks that, that is going to change. What it'll do for the environment. Cause in one sense, you're now encroaching on previously undeveloped land. And on the other sense, you're undeveloping some really densely populated land. Yeah. And I'm wondering how that all plays out on like a, a national global scale. I mean, you might get that mega city dream that like uh, holistic, uh, you know, that mega city where you're, you're one with nature, you're, you're building out into uh, you, because you're not so densely populated, you're able to spread out the garbage and the waste that's produced. Uh, and, and everyone still feels incredibly connected between like high speed rail and, and, and high speed internet. It, it, it can be really interesting. It could be, it, I, I, for the first time I was like, wow, that might actually be a, um, one of those jumps, you know, because like everyone talks about how it's, history really isn't this gradual progression in terms of progress. It's like s- starts and spurts. And this, this could be, I was like, this could be a major, like just, it's like discovery I mean, light speed. You know, it's just, it's just that major jump where you're like one day you're, you're, you're running, you're, rub- you're rubbaging through the trash. And the next time you're on the next day, you're on a freaking starship enterprise. So I, here's a, here's a caution, dirty about it. caution is that in, more people are so because we're talking about global right a lot of the rural areas are global i think with his starlink stuff right it's not just the u.s that right? i don't know because the, the article you sent me was only talking about the beta One of the earlier it was articles. the public beta test in the u.s that's the only thing i was oh not, i thought I the know. whole idea was to bring this to rural areas globally um but I, it no, is you know, no it is no no his his goal is to bring this into like africa oh, and to other and it's good and it's absolutely good i would never want to impede on it but i do worry about not worry here, I'll just say it and then we can react. This is my like impulse reaction is that in the, in, in, de- in developed nations that are more people are getting internet access. Cause that wasn't even the case in, in America. I don't think until, you know, relatively recently where more people were getting the internet or high speed internet, at least um, we're seeing more um, interaction on social media, more access to misinformation on websites, even if they stay off social media um, and it's, and it's impacting us culturally, socially, um, politically, scientifically. Uh, and I wonder what happens when you do open it up to the rest of the world. I mean, we were just complaining about education not being standardized and not everyone being on the level um, that we would want. Now you're going to open it up globally where the disparagements are even far wider than what we experience in America. Um, and what does that do? Like, it, it, whether, it's, whether it's digital governance in the way that we were talking about it previously with the Galapagos or just education, like what does that do to the global community when you give awesome access to uh, people who aren't, aren't, um, don't really know how to navigate it yet, maybe is the way to put it. I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying to be delicate because I don't want to like disparage anybody. Well, I mean, I think, I think that there's, but, there's some sort of precedent to it, right? If you want to talk about, um, let's, I mean, I don't know why this episode is so full of socialism, but if you want to talk about <laughs> the manifest, the uh, communist manifesto, uh, while I, I do not agree with communism, the Marx's whole play on that was that he thought he only wanted that to go to the developed world. He thought that communism would be uh, a bright spot uh, for workers' rights within uh, England and and the and 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 most of developed Europe, uh, it was startling to him that it ended up getting adopted by places that he did not feel were ready for it. 
and and the results were harsh dictatorships, uh, oppression, uh, you know, mass civilian casualties. My, and what my have thing was you. my thing was more like pair it with education, pair it with that's my point, with right? Things, but it has like, to go to, has to go to places still that give are, it give it to everybody, but okay. like pair it with things right. that, that complement. But you want a preparedness. That's my point. You don't just yeah, want to yeah. give it. You want because uh, the, there's that. Uh, there's that global case against uh, Facebook in terms of uh, their play, their part in. Um, I, I can't so, remember what, so much room for abuse. Is right, my there's, point. My point is that Facebook ads and the way that Facebook infiltrated. There's some country where uh, basically a person took over and uh, they they almost implemented. It was sort of like a genocide. Like Facebook was. Uh, was blamed for genocide in, in, in a part of the world. Uh, you know, I wasn't prepared to talk about that, so I don't have the I don't remember the exact facts about that. But if you do look that up, that is that's an easily uh, accessible. I mean, just look uh, how how the elderly get duped into giving their social security. That's my point. Without over, right, right? Without, I mean, you need you need education on how to use this, and look at how we're fumbling. Yeah. Um. And so, what happens when you open it up to people that it's like, hey, look, look, let's go back, look, just look, just to round it off, you know, it's 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 still a bit, it's the Gene Roddenberry effect, you know, uh, first contact, Star Trek first contact. When do the aliens come down? When we discover light speed, because they're like, now you're ready. We didn't, you know, we couldn't reveal ourselves because you were not ready for it. Now that you have demonstrated your ability to have high speed internet globally. Yeah. Now that you have high speed internet globally, we can now converse with you because you're on our level. You're right. And look, it it probably needs to be something like that because you're right. Unfettered access to um, something so potent as, as the internet in this way. I mean, again, but are we being like elitist, uh, you know, yeah, elitist, I know. Uh, is this? I mean, who are we to? Yeah, who are we like, to You, you who can't have it. You can't. Yeah, you can't who, handle it. Like, exactly, yeah, I, exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah. Who are we to say that? So I, I don't know. All I only saw the positives from the fact that urban pe- people in urban centers that are oversaturated, where the competition is just is ridiculous. Is just um, it's it's a grind. The daily grind can get can can decide to take their families, and instead of living. Uh, in the concrete jungle, can go out into the countryside. It's a it's a rural America. Experience that world, and 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 can start sharing. And because rural America will get more greater access to people. Nineteen fifties pitch. It is, and, and, and yeah, well, that was the highway system. That's the reason. That was the yeah. the pitch for the highway system. Well, that's what I'm thinking of. The brochures and everything. Yeah, this is driving exactly down it. those the parkways and yeah, all that ex- stuff. Interstate. Ex- except except here, we're not going to limit it to only white people. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, here's the pitch. The inter- the internet superhighway might actually come to fruition where people can now move to different parts of the of the war of the US and, and, and get greater appreciation for one another. And that might actually he that might actually heal the divides. Because believe me, I know Joe Biden when he gets inaugurated is gonna make this massive pitch about I'm here to heal divides and and I'm gonna be like, so what is the policy? We're gonna ask everyone, so what's his policy to do that? And the answer, it's gonna be freaking crickets. So we'll we'll see about that. But I guess my cautionary tale or, or comment is yeah, not to it. not to say no, you can't have it. I do want to clarify that. I guess it was an attempt to say, can you learn from our mistakes? If you wanna make similar mistakes, or geez, if you're lucky enough not to and just get it right off the bat, good for you. But it was an attempt to say, dude, we stumbled with this. I think it's because of these reasons we were given access without the proper user guide. Um, you guys should have this in, in, in concert with one another, not just the access. But if you want just the access, yeah, then and you're, 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 um, you're right to adolescence 
love, is yours. I love that you're basically unbundling cable. You're like, if you just want internet, <laughs> but you're sure you don't want all these channels. You don't want the triple play. We, we, got, you don't, we got a landline. We if you don't want like regulation, if you don't want regulation and education with your access, with your access, <laughs> then you go can pay for it. For monthly, yeah. I'm telling you, you're missing out on some really <laughs> fantastic packages. Um, no, if you want to listen, it's like the, it's the thing with industrialization and everything. If you if you want to go through the growing pains of it, and that is your right to do so, then yeah, like, who am I? Who's anyone to say no? Um, no one should be able to. But it's more of you know looking globally to see how other people did it, so that you don't start from the start line. You can start you know a little farther down to get an advantage. But you know that's just me. Like I said, I I, I didn't go to a top school either. So what do I know? I did. What do I know? <laughs> <laughs> I think this. I think we could wrap this one up because I. I we never my, talked about the science articles. That was well. That was my That was my foray into it. I. I, I don't got much more time. My in laws right, are here, well, and I got to build. We don't stuff. have to talk a lot about it. I just wanted to say that. Go for it. Um, I read these seven articles between Nature. The, oh, those articles, my the God. Scientific it's American. Yeah, yeah. The, the, Go for it. Uh, yeah. Uh, God, what were they? They were nature. They were scientific. Nature, American. science did it. Um, the science did it. The yep. journal, the New England Journal of Medicine, mm -hmm. all these different ones. They were all basically taking, I'll say it, they were taking shots at Trump and or endorsing Biden. Yep. Um, there were so many points made, timelines of, of information coming out of, of the White House or Trump directly. Uh, contradictory things happening within society. I mean, uh, we'll post them on social media as promotions for this episode. Even if you've listened to the episode, which is why you would hear this, I would encourage you to go back and read these because it's really telling. Um, you know, I know it's after the election and everything, but it's telling because this is stuff that we need to pay attention to going forward. Uh, the, the, the thing that, I, that I did want to ask you about and which was my initial reaction to this is what box has this opened now that the objective separated disciplines of science have weighed in into policy in this way? Everyone is boasting. I haven't, we have never done this in 175 years. And this was our moment. I question whether or not it had an impact and if it was worth it, because they're only talking to the people that know science. More, nor, you know, most people don't know what nature is or science or any of these journals, Scientific American. That's they That's they right. don't know. So you're right. only talking to people that were already on your side. Um, and so I yeah. well, don't know if it was worth it. And I don't know if it should ever be worth it. I, I don't think, know. I think that we as the, the, the moment in, in, in our history, I think that we think we're at a, um, we're at the galls or at the gates. Like we, we think we're always always falling. Exactly. We think we're on this. We, I think we have an outsized sense of our permanence in history. I think that I, not, I hate when I say like, oh, I think that, but it, let's just go back to the Roman analogy, right? How many bad emperors were there before Rome actually fell? it's like do you really it's a think... chipping away it was multiple yeah exactly and and i think that the, to take the stance i'm happy they did it my argument is that they needed to have done it in a scientific way and and this is this is funny that the way i'm saying is both parties have failed science immeasurably since 
it's not like the blue party was not on board with oil drilling and, you know, and, and the various oil spills. It's not like the blue party was like, we cannot rely on oil any longer. It was like, no, let's keep oil. Let's keep the oil subsidies, but let's start introducing some small green, you know, green renewable energies. And let's try to get that propped up. You know, there wasn't some massive condemnation based on the science that global warming is an issue. Is Trump worse? Yes. But, Joe Biden admitting and saying over and over again, I support fracking while the scientific community is out there trying to you know, back him and saying he is our savior, like he, not our savior, but this is a moment in time where we have to come out because the, of the opposition is anti-science. And yet you have the candidate you are propping up actually out there, not listening to science and pushing an agenda the, of, of, of energy corporations, you know, I feel like that definitely takes some of the wind out of your sail, at least if you're a person who's paying attention. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Because again, most people were not paying attention and are not paying attention, but for the people that you were supposed to be galvanizing to support the, your position, I'm sitting there being like, well, yeah, Trump sucks, but uh, you know, it's not like both people are like, I'm going to listen to the science. One's saying I'm going to listen to the science while actively touting policy that will be denying the science. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Was it worth it? I don't know. I'm just saying if you're going to take a political stance, take an take a objective political stance in that this country in general has not been supporting science. And this is a moment where we need to push on that. And one person is worse than the other. But most of the, a lot of the rhetoric was like Joe Biden is the person to, to get us to the next level. And that man has never said he would do any, any such thing. So that's. Yeah. I mean, the, and, and, you know, it's this weird thing and I'm not exactly sure how to sift through it. I am, you said that you're glad that they did it. And my issue is that, listen, I started off saying everyone should go read it because it has good info in it. And that's because they lay out facts, you know, objective facts, but then they add in things that are endorsements. And I just don't, I don't understand why they did that. I think that the articles are, are full of really good information. It, 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 it reminded me of things I forgot. It, it told me things I didn't know. Um, and it did galvanize my resolve if, if it even needed it. Um, but it did you know, because it spoke to me, because I care about these things, it spoke to me and said, wow, this, you know, any doubt that I had, uh, you know, I I feel good about what I what I think right now. Um, I think that they can still, they can still communicate the science of what is happening. And they can still communicate how policy impacts what the science is telling us that we should do versus what we are doing. I just don't understand why they had to take that political step to endorse I don't see the good that it did. They were telling it, you know, probably for the majority Democratic voters to vote Democrat. There may have been a few Republicans who are interested, or, or not, I'm sorry, there may have been Republicans that are interested in doing this. And maybe those are the ones that uh, valued it enough to go the, the Democrat route this way. I'm not going to speak for any, any conservative ideology followers there. Um, but if you're that in, involved with the science, then I don't understand how you can buy into a lot of what the Republican platform is. But uh, I don't know. I just, I just didn't see the way that they did it. They, they, they had really good morsels in there, and I wish they did that stuff more often. I think it's a waste to do it in, in this single one-off thing what, where what it's like, who, who, like, why isn't this done all the time? 
I was just about uh, to get into that. I was just about to, I, that was exactly what was proccing that I realized I did not say in my little ranting is that my, another issue is that all the whole time, instead of running articles about dinosaurs and other things that are just not impactful to people's everyday existence, they could have been pushing climate change for at least the past 10 years, right? The, there has been an, concerted effort in the scientific community to be apolitical and to just do a generalization, like just, just operate as if everything is normal. You give some weight to some sort of climate science, but you also give equal weight to uh, paleontology or, or any kind of anything else that is coming up in, in, that is interesting into the scientific community. And I commend that you, you need to, you need to raise up things that are lesser known to, in order to give science its day, because science should be, people should know scientists the way we know baseball, uh, baseball stars, or the way we know athletes. You should know scientists in this way. But that being said, if you're not going to, if you're going to pick a side and get political, get exactly, get political in that objective sense to say that both parties, both sides are not doing enough and to keep, keep pounding the pavement for months and for years that On everyone is not everything. doing enough. Exactly. Whether it's Biden's initiative, yes. AOC's initiative, Trump's Any, initiative, yes. Mitch's initiative, right. fact check their policies against the scientific recommendations and say, yes. you know, this is where, not even yay or nay, but this is where the pros are, this is where the cons are, and make that a normal thing. Yes. And then yes. inform the electorate so we can say, hey, you know, the consensus is this. Why are you guys doing that? Like, right. Now we rely on, well, it's a he, he said, she said between the two candidates because no one really has the, that kind of information at their fingertips. No one's going to read a scientific paper. But if you come out with this stuff, you don't have to, the, your, your, your degree of being political is fact checking the policies. That's not, you know, endorsing anything. So, yeah, it's like this weird thing of like, I'm glad they did it, but I just don't agree with how they did it. We, I, don't I, I like that we're it. exactly in the same camp, though. It, it, we're coming at it from slightly different angles, but yes, it's it's that we're we're happy they are going to get political because everyone needs to be political. Poly people, if you're a person in this country, you should be political. You you have no room to be apolitical. That that th that's how you wind up with Donald Trumps. But they, it's the way they did a, they went about it. And it, here's the thing: if it's a start, right? If we're going to see if Biden gets in. And he starts pushing in some, so he starts opening up more land uh, to drilling and, and the oil industry. And then he, and he opens up fracking and that is happening on mass. And, and he is creating more pipelines or what have you. He basically, if he's doing anything that is going to hasten our down, our downward spiral into, uh, into irreversible climate damage, I expect these publications to continue to be writing these articles, criticizing him and criticizing and all the administrations that have come before to how we get to this point to go silent and just recoil back into the insularness of, of, of like smaller scientific projects and advancements and not address the overall uh, scientific ideology that affects the, like affects the average person. If that happens, then yeah, I would be like, what a wasted, like grab again, what an, what an entertaining little point that was where the scientific community got in on the entertainment and the fear to uh you know get some eyeballs and say hey look at us we're still here it's it's the, the proof is in the pudding and the pudding is is once biden is in where they where they go and how their editorial uh uh shakes out going forward because that's what i'm looking forward to yeah i want to see what happens going forward and you need repetition you know it's you know in business when you're going to promote something you want a big splash in the beginning. 
you know, your big PR pushes and your marketing pushes and you want to have a differentiator. In this case, they broke their silence, right? That was a great one. And you don't necessarily have to do that, but you, that's, that's one way of doing it. But then, then you cannot stop. It needs to be repetitious. You need to have a certain frequency and saturation so that it finally sinks in to everyone. If you do these one-offs that are so infrequent or periodic, it doesn't, ha it doesn't gain any traction. It doesn't snowball. It doesn't plant the seed. You can't plant a seed and never water it. So it, it just, there needs to be more of a strategy like here. And, like if the, That's a good and, and if the strategy was, I want to make a big splash before the election to try and sway it. And then, you know, I'm going to back away. Mm -hmm. That's man, that is, um, I, I just feel like that's unethical for so many reasons. You, you, you did it for a selfish reason. You didn't do it to inform the populace because if you did that, to think that the populace is now informed going forward is, is, is foolish. They, you have so much information at your disposal. Um, and I think that it is more ethical to uh, inform people in a way that actually matters in that it's in smaller morsels, it's in digestible chunks on things that are, that are timely over, you know, as they happen uh, so that people can make informed decisions for the remainder of the year, not just at this, this one single moment that you deemed important. Uh, I don't know. I just, you, like, you deemed it important because you recognize that people may have not been educated, but then does that mean you think they're educated on everything else that you're, that you're generating in terms of research? I don't know. And I may not be articulating it right, but it's like your logic for stepping in now, that logic then would dictate that you should step in in a, every other time too. Like I, I, it was such a um, subjective decision to say that Trump was the line. There's so many things happening in the world and in this country that require education and they seem to have, they seem to have the information. I think that's a good place to, to leave it. Cause I got yeah. nothing to say about that. So, I, mean, I think, no, I think that, I think that you, you, I mean, you, you hit the nail, man. That that's it. That's, that's exactly what needs to be addressed. So between the two of us, in terms of that, we will be holding science. <laughs> we be communicators, right? I mean, Carl Sagan's DeGrasse Tyson, Bill Nye, they're all famous because they communicate science in a way that's understandable. I think if we had any people. scientific listeners, they just turned off with you referencing Bill Nye and uh, Neil Well, he's an engineer. He's an engineer. But okay. still. Yeah. It's not, but that's not the point. The point is to get people interested. So you're going to say that just because he doesn't hold a certain degree that he can't communicate science to people? Oh, look, look, yeah. People maybe, interested look. in science. I mean, that's not... I mean, well, yeah, we gotta, you got you got to break down the ivory. You got to break down the doors. I mean, this is the, the, you know the the elitism of who's a scientist, who's not. If you have people out there who are getting people interested in, in the topic, we're, we're doing it right now. Who are we? Who are we? Yeah, people, if we fans. have scientists that are listening, well, we're fans. And, we're fans. Yeah, <laughs> we're fans of science. That's yeah, I mean, are. but to say fans like, deserve to be able to talk. And, and my point there was my point the there was on the field. My point was, is that they each had, whether it was TV shows, podcasts, whatever it may have been, they had ways to consistently and reliably communicate science that was, that was understandable to most people. And, and they made it fun, you know, entertaining to your point. And there needs to be a way, it doesn't all need to be entertaining, but there needs to be a way to consistently and reliably 
in a, in a way that's understandable, deliver information to people that's applicable to their everyday lives. It doesn't all need to be some zany, wacky science experiment on Bill Nye the Science Guy, but it should be things that you can say, oh, well, I heard my local township representative, state, federal, I don't know, someone from anywhere say something. I know a little bit about that because I heard it on this, you know, reliable, um, the, 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 this thing that I experienced on some frequency. I don't know what it is, right? Someone much smarter than me who can dedicate time to it should figure it out. But there needs to be a communication strategy. And it can't just be when things are dire, we hear from a magazine every 175 years. Uh, and it shouldn't be some publication that, you know, a, a third of the, uh, or a fraction of the population can actually read and comprehend. Or, or we rely on uh, media outlets to, to, to cherry pick you know, oh, oxygen is a cure for cancer. Like cherry pick the most bizarre things. Oh, you drink coffee and now you're smarter. Like we no, we cannot rely on that because it's not working. Uh, the most absurd studies that are not consensus or they, they misrepresent things intentionally or not. Um, I, there just has to be more thought behind it. I don't know. I don't know how to get there, but yeah. it's like it's, 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 it's frustrating because we have it. We have the information and we just can't get it to the people. And I don't know how to do that. I'm laughing because I remember when I read that when someone was like, well, uh, well, one of the publications was like, you know, in the hundred and something years we haven't spoken out. And you're sort of like, is that a, is that something to be proud of? Cause the, you're that means I was like, wait, that, so you, so Hitler was taking over Europe. <laughs> you, you didn't think that was big enough to, to say anything. That's, that's interesting. I'm, I mean, you don't want to, Everything goes back to Hitler. I think that's probably where we should end it. But I thought that that was, it's a little funny. You're like, um, there's a lot of stuff that has gone There's on. things that have happened that we all could have used a little more information on. Um, talked and, and it wasn't just, yeah, we're going to publish our research and, you know, it's someone else's problem. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's just beyond that. Um, you know, things evolve. And I think the way that the science community conducts research and um, communicates that to the public needs to evolve as well. It can't just be, well, we, we got it published in a, in a peer reviewed journal and our, or even the peer reviewed journals, we published it and now our job is done. I think we need to do a better job if we expect better from people of informing them. Partnering with schools, partnering with jobs. I don't know, however we can get to people, I don't know. Or, 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 or media outlets. I don't know. There needs to be something done that gets people informed. It's just super frustrating that our civilization generates this understanding and it's in a bubble and when everyone could benefit from it and not in a way that like, like literally everyone would benefit. If, 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 if my neighbor benefits from it, I benefit from it because now they're making better decisions. So, yeah. Jeez, tell me, tell me how you really feel. Yeah. <sighs> All right. It's yeah. All right. We are. Well, it's another weekly episode. So, Jamie, tell them where tell them where they could find us. At retraction at retraction media, Twitter and Instagram. Although we're more active on Twitter, so hit us up there. All right, then. retraction out.